0: You are listening to the Dope Black
1: Moms. Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Elise Brown to the podcast. Elise is the founder of Mama Haven, so a charity helping low income moms get into high income work through retraining and offering childcare. Elise, welcome to the podcast. Amazing. Everything about that statement just. <laughs> That, that's what we need, isn't it? That is just what we need. I think,
0: I think we're trying. I think uh, we're, we're trying to change, change the model of what help could be.
1: Yeah. And can you just start right from the beginning? And can you just tell me a bit about life before mm. you found yourself finding Mama Haven? Like, what was day-to-day life for you like? Yeah, sure.
0: So the day job is I'm a classical music agent. Um, I've been in the classical music industry coming up to sort of 18 years now um, and around 2015 I find myself in a position that many people are pregnant and you know about to have my first child um, and it it's something that sort of was always at the back of my mind is that you know, the job wouldn't be what it what it was when I have a child. Um, in my younger years as an assistant agent, I saw agents being sacked for, for going on maternity leave. I saw one agent sacked by you know, a real prominent artist for, for having her second child because, he, you know, he didn't want to have that gap. In his career, uh, also he saw it as you know it wasn't that sort of the continuity of having an agent around all the time, so that stigma around. So I was, I was very conscious that it, it it's a brave decision to have a child and be and be an agent. Um, I hear you,
1: as agent <laughs> to agent. I, I hear you.
0: <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's a bit dicey. Um, so obviously I had my child and, you know, the, the six months came and they're like, are you coming back? And, you know, I have a story that's very familiar with a lot of black women in that I developed uh, preeclampsia. Um,
1: oh, and I, so developed, did I. I developed Snap.
0: a fun kind. I didn't have it before I had a baby. I had postnatal preeclampsia.
1: This does sound like a lot of fun. Uh, I did I had it I had it the, the normal fun way. Oh yeah, no, no. Living, I didn't have this much fun. Yeah, yeah. This, right, this,
0: so is, what, this is the way that I didn't even know this existed. I mean this sounds like a real hoot. So so what what, what does this involve? <laughs> this involves so after I had my first child. Um, the I, he was induced, so I was in hospital for three months, three days. So three days prior, uh, induction, you know, all of that stuff. It's synthetic pain, so I had all of the drugs because there was no way I was going to do that naturally.
1: Um, yeah, give me them all.
0: <laughs> and um, the next day, the doctor came to see me, and they were like, "We underestimated how much blood you've lost. You're going to have to have a double blood transfusion." And I was like, oh, okay. You've underestimated my blood loss. Could be why I'm feeling a little bit faint." um so i'd already been in by four days then Um, i went on to have a double blood transfusion um after that sort of you know settled in a day or two later um i was discharged so i'd been in by seven days then um at home i started to feel uh i didn't feel well i just i just i was struggling to to breastfeed i just didn't feel myself um i was actually starting to go blind um (sighs) i was going into liver and kidney failure Oh my goodness. Um, I was I was on the verge of having a stroke. Um,
1: oh my goodness. With uh, a baby. With a
0: baby. Oh, yeah.
1: That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not even funny. Sorry, yeah, it's not I know, funny. I know.
0: I know. Black, black girl magic. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> black girl excellence. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, 24 hours is normally the um, time when a community midwife should come out and check on you. Uh, 24 hours came. The community midwife didn't come. Uh, my husband's calling, calling. 36 hours. After I'd been discharged, the community after I came out. At that point, my blood pressure was 280 over oh, 180. Oh, my goodness. Or, or oh. as the head midwife likes to say, the second time I had a baby, oh, that was near fatal. Yes. yes yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, That'll be that one. So I was wow. rushed back in
0: via ambulance and I was uh, put on the HDU ward. I didn't know where I was, obviously, by that point because I was blind. Um, and I was, I was on HDU for three days and they couldn't find a vein because I looked like a Michelin man, yes. a brown Michelin man. So they had to inject live magnesium into me. We won't go into too much detail. There might be kids listening. Um, oh. And I lost... I lost three stone in a day and a half. Oh, my goodness. Um, So that was fun and traumatic. Um, That sounds like
1: a lot more fun than I had.
0: So after six months, you'd be surprised I didn't feel ready to go back to work.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, (laughs) childbirth alone, six months. You're still breastfeeding. I mean, even like technically everything, body's still shifting back into what we'd like to call normal normal right yeah, yeah. so wow and, and Boobs, obviously everything
0: exactly and, and my blood pressure has never it never got back to normal so i'm, mm. I'm on lifetime of medication um are, since then. are you on
1: blood thinners do you have I'm, to inject
0: no i don't have to inject i'm just on uh, two different types of blood pressure medication
1: because right. my,
0: my blood pressure just never settled after that right um right. so you know it's just getting used to the new normal um, yes obviously these you know the headaches never really went away and you know just yes. sort of starting to understand how, how things work so I didn't really feel like I could go back and and when I was sort of semi ready to go back I was made redundant
1: <laughs> oh my goodness uh, so how how far were you how um how old was your child at that point so
0: he was about eight months
1: Right. So we're still super new into this. You've had yeah. six months of just wildness. Then mm-hmm. made redundant at Correct. eight months. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, well, what, what's what's the mental state, right? Well, because like, obviously like, I right knew now.
0: that senior agents from when I was an assistant were obviously you know sacked by artists due to being pregnant. I mm. knew I wanted to have a baby as soon as we got married. I I became half freelance um and you know, half, you know, agency. So I had mm. a freelance position to fall back on just because I had Fabulous. seen what had happened to other women. So I was well very done. lucky and they were very great and I could take the baby and you know, I was a consultant um Dream. for a piano company. My my boss was amazing. He took his company through the war. He was an absolute visionary and you know, he he lost his first wife and you know and you know so he really understood how it. this worked for an 80 year old mm. man he was phenomenal so couldn't have asked for you know a better person to work for and it meant I could go at my own pace so when I did get Just pregnant what the, you need. the second yeah. time um it, it 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 was it was great I got pregnant fairly soon my children are 19 months apart but obviously the second time round, it was he couldn't keep me on because he needed that consistency of somebody, you know, being there mm-hmm. and, and seeing through the role, which was a shame. So in, in reality, I was made redundant twice on both maternity leaves. Right. Moves. Um, right. Uh, and, you know, but... You know, during that time off, I was able to navigate myself really well. You know, there's 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 certain places that women who come from a sort of a higher income role, you know, get to go to. You get to go to these training days, you get to go to these, you know, free networking events. And I remember there's one I went to for, um, that was hosted by Innocent Smoothies. And nice, yummy already. 100 women there, you know, free buffet and obviously smoothies. It was just very glamorous. It was it was amazing. And um and the CEO got up and he goes, You know, really thanks for coming to this, you know, women's networking event. You know, I just wanted to talk because my wife and I have four children and we have yet to figure out how my wife could go back to work. And I, I know this is an issue that's going to hit the company soon because a lot of my staff, uh, half of my staff are women and they're about to hit their 30s. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is why I'm inviting you along and just to get your views on what I should do. And I thought, fabulous. It, you know, it was great and it was, it was brilliant. It was groundbreaking. And I thought and I looked around this room and I thought, bloody hell, there's no socioeconomic diversity in this room.
1: Right. There were no women right.
0: from a lower yeah. background in this room. Yeah. It was lovely middle-class and upper-middle-class women who just you know took a break from, from, from work to have kids. Yeah, who, who have them. the
1: luxury to think,
0: who have the what should we do now? Work. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where the idea for Mama Haven came about, was sitting in that lovely room. I mean, it was, it was a very decadent um, meal. It was fantastic. But I just thought, how could I help those who were not in a position to help themselves?
1: Okay. And now that Mama Haven is born, how do women come to you? How do how do women find you, Mama Haven? How do we access your, your help? Sure. So I, I was a bit unsure of how to
0: reach out to women. And I thought, actually, where was the place that I went when I had children that I felt as a safe space and, and that offered that support? that you, you, anyone could get. And that was the children's centres.
1: So... Do you know how much I rate a children's centre? Oh. I love, honestly. <laughs> They're before, amazing, aren't they? So oh good. my goodness. Before I was pregnant, I obviously wasn't aware of children's centres. Oh centers. gosh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Then when I became pregnant and had my child, I was like, how do I not know about children's centres? <laughs> I banged on about the children's centres in Hackney to yeah. anybody that's still like oh my god you know this place is amazing yeah. and I, I went every yeah. single day yeah. every single day and um, I still have people that I speak to now yeah. it got me through a tiny bit of depression yeah. just just life and we went to our free baby yoga yeah all free of to stay and play just just it was great I, I went with like <laughs> boobs leaking I went with sick on me I went you know when you just just get up and get out of the house but you do something do have to oh my goodness anybody who who's never heard of a children's center or not ventured to one please please do look out for them the sad thing is that since between my first and my second child Mm -hmm. in hackney some of the services uh yeah Yeah, and i was like wow that's just two years difference between my children and i was like wow some of these services not available so i i appreciate some of it might be limited for people but um honestly absolute lifeline for me they are real lifeline complete
0: lifeline and you know specifically with my second um i took one of their free courses and you know i didn't even know they did courses and it was great it was just about you know how to deal with the stress of having kids and i was like "Oh, well, I'll, I'll have a bit of that <laughs> it was brilliant it was it was it was six it was a six week course and it was really the funny thing was it was everyone else's first child it was my second so my parents had my eldest for me to do this course and everybody hated me every single one hated me on this course and the reason they hated me on this course is because obviously i was second child in so my child slept through the entire three-hour course where yeah, they're screaming
1: a yeah <laughs> I get that. I get that. I, I get
0: you're getting that energy. It was but... on point every week, so I, I apologize guys. Um some of them were still friends with some of them. <laughs> and they still do mention this to me when I <laughs> know each other? Well at least it was that
1: one. <laughs> um, oh, don't worry So I'm you're on it the ground. Now. I'm
0: feeling it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're on the ground with these women and that's how you just started talking to people and, yeah, and kind of and, forming it, your mission. Yeah, and, and
0: getting the that you know, getting the opinions on sort of what the barriers are for them you know I've, I've you know a lot of them said you know I just took a job in a school because it worked around the hours I can do but obviously I'm not able to do everything I need to do um and and actually made me think well if you're taking a sort of you know job as a uh, as a secretary in a school why can not you do a job as, as an EA in a business you know that's a yeah. 20 grand difference and there is yes. and there is now flexible working so there's you know there's a connect there um and then obviously you'd hear about all these different retrainer courses and returner programs. But again, they had the same stipulation: if you've worked in business all your life and had a break after having children and want to come back in, try the returner program. But you had them so much criteria on them, where it's like, well, this is just not very welcoming to everyone. Um, So you know, we wanted to look at how we can ha- access those trainers and those programs or or find people who create their own to to, to uplift women. Um, the other thing is around, you know, if women wanted to start their own businesses but never had an opportunity to, you know, women with who come from a higher-income world, they'll have, a, you know, a, a pot of cash or they'll have connections that they can get to really easily where actually, you know, some of these low-income ones don't have that and they just need someone to sort of guide them. So providing that guidance and um you know those those tools
1: so they can get to the other side, um, but you that know, is yeah <laughs> that's stunning and it, and it, it's it's really just, you know what it's like, having children, and sometimes you just need some space mm. to actually think about what's the next step or just like I I remember um, having to do some sort of online banking and having to set up. Maybe a voice password oh, on the phone, so and it, and again, <laughs> it being one of those ones, the newborn, it was oh, breaking me. me you know, I was like, yeah, I was on the phone going, I was sorry, guys. I like, I just, I just, I, and I was just trying to get like stopped. I was like, I can't wow. do it, and and I can imagine people coming to you, Mama Haven. You've got, you, you just got a helping hand of just just the knowledge, like just please, just steer me in the right direction because. When you're at home with the baby, mm-hmm. you're sleep deprived, you you just can't think. You can't think and you don't have any space. And you're just like, for me, I can mm-hmm. talk for myself, I was just trying to make it day to day. You know, it's just like a high five to yourself. Yeah. If, even still now, actually, it's a high five. If everybody's eaten and brushed their teeth, like, yes, we're doing well. So just having to think about anything outside of that, all to me, feels scary. Yeah. So for you... Speaking to these mums in a way that we understand, giving us that step by step, making it accessible. That sounds like bliss to me, because all, all of what you're saying sounds absolutely glorious, but actually doing it yeah. sounds freaking scary. But I like, think
0: it's about empowering people. It's, it's, yeah. it's about giving them the tools to see themselves in a different light.
1: You know, there's, there's a,
0: there's a mum who, who I've been talking to at the moment and, you know, she's an amazing organiser, you know, she's a fantastic and she could just, you know, she could, do, she could do anything. So I've been guiding her to sort of, you know, move into management in a completely different sector. Um, and she was just like, "Oh, good, now, Elise, I can do that." And wow, I, so I, she
1: just couldn't see the transferable skills for herself. It. Isn't that so interesting? So
0: she, so, I saw her on Wednesday, and she was like, "Guess what, Elise?" I said, "What?" I'm meeting the chief exec. Yes, I think, I think, I think it's just actually going to happen. I said, "I told yeah. you." When they came to me and said, "Elise, we were looking for people. Do you do you have any mums you could help us?" you know, set up the space and, you know, we, we, we need to looking for management and I was like, I know the exact person. I know
1: just the mum. I know
0: just the mum and she just, you know, she's like, well, you know, what are you talking about? I can't do that. You know, I'm happy at, oh. where I'm working. I'm happy what I'm doing. You know, she's working at Tesco's so and she's she's happy, she yeah. and it's, you know, it's, it's it's helped her, you know, raise her family.
1: But yeah. I was like, and no,
0: it, no, no, you're a superstar. You're a an
1: and, and superstar. Totally. And it must be those moments right there. That's why you're doing it. Hundred percent, hundred
0: percent. Yeah, it really is because I just think we forget who we are after we have children. A Absolutely. Bit. And Absolutely. you know, I, I, when I when I went back to work after my second child, I took the wrong job. I went into a yeah. senior management role and a huge agency because the money was good and I thought actually this would look great on my CV. It was the wrong place for me. It wasn't mm. a safe space um mm. I ended up you know <laughs> well, we won't go into that that's a whole other podcast but let's just say <laughs> that that fizzled out after three months and yeah. and I left the music industry actually I left the music industry for four months um, and I I just I just worked I, w- I actually worked for a very wealthy family sadly I signed an NDA but that's a great story um mm. and I worked for them but one of the things that I learned from that particular family and that mum was that they were philanthropists and they oh. just they just gave to so many people and so many different charities, and I mean, I'm not—I don't mean small amounts. I mean
1: large mm. amounts,
0: and were Transformational just amounts. Mm. And the other thing she she was adamant about, she didn't have a nanny. Whatever she did, she did around the children's schedules.
1: Love that they had. They Love had obviously I was, the, I was
0: the private PA, and they had housekeepers, mm. but they didn't have a nanny. And she mm. was adamant that they would be around to do pick up and drop off and take the kids to oh. take the kids to uh, you know all their activities, and I was like, that's amazing. Someone that like you who can afford any sort of help, like you could have yeah. a different help every day of a week, and, but you don't.
1: You're and choosing not to. Choosing not I love to. That. And you
0: could just go off and go on holiday every single week and do that, but you're choosing mm. to help people, and that galvanised me to be like, actually, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in. In the music world, so my time's a bit free let me let me just get focused, so mm. I used that four months working there to, to really put the plan together for um for rock haven and i I you know went out to my children's centers with the kids, yeah, I went to sort of you know meet you know different different mums, and I was at one play group and I got talking to a mum, and I was like, "Oh gosh, you're not one of those." posh mums are you um and she goes well actually I, I live down the road in one of those big houses but that's not my story and we Aww. got talking about her story and her story was amazing and then I was like oh you wouldn't uh, you, you wouldn't want to be uh, a trustee for the charity I'm trying to set up but I don't have a charity number for and that was my founding trustee
1: who's still with me today. <laughs> You've got to love a children's centre. Just come on, man, the power. So that was, um,
0: yeah, that was me accosting her and, and being rude um, and uh, her ending up having this, just being the most amazing trusting and supporter and, you know, this being an idea to, you know, to, to be what it is today. And and that, actually, happen. that wasn't at a children's centre. That was at like, one of the local church groups because, you know, Aww. the church groups always do those lovely. yeah. Um, and it's the funny they thing was, I was, place. met another mum there who is actually a vicar. And she's a vicar of a huge church now in Kensington. And I bumped into her three years later. She goes, I always remember a conversation I had with you, Elise, where we sat down and you told me how you wanted to help mums, you know, get into time and work and do this. whatever happened with your idea. And I was like, it, it's, it's, it's now about to be a charity. And it well, was great. Actually... Oh, I forgot that conversation, but she remembered it.
1: Oh, and, and that, that that's the think, impact. You just—you just never know yeah. how many lives you're touching.
0: And that was huge for me, and that made me think. Actually, I need to—I need to I've focus on this. I've got something here. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, with all the amazing women, all the amazing mums that you've met and that you've helped and that have inspired you, is there any um, anything that recurs? Anything that that you've learnt? Really? Anything that you kind of yeah. yeah taken from them?
0: Yeah, I think. I think one of the things that we found was really impactful to our learning was the coffee mornings. So mm-hmm. we started off having the coffee mornings just to find out what sort of training people were interested in. But actually, these were lifelines. And, yes.
1: You know, some of the moms it's a get were, out the house moment. Yes. Yeah.
0: Basically, some of the moms were like, we are a family of six. We're in a one bedroom flat. I don't speak to anyone
1: totally I don't speak to an adult
0: totally. I don't speak to any other adults or, or totally. like I just you know I've just done all the housework all day and, and yeah. I know my kids are at school but and and I do a bit of work like one mum does you know part-time work but again like she works from home and just didn't didn't speak to anyone I hadn't been you know so isolating, isn't it? it's so isolating and I was just like wow I was like, these so, so so coffee. Like, coffee mornings help then? And they were like, yeah, this is huge. Like no one's ever done this before. And I was like,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right, Because okay. you, you know, when you get into that space where you might not even have a shower, because what's the point? Because you're not going out the house. Yeah. yeah. Those, those moments, even if you're put, having a shower to put on your dirty clothes again, because we've all yeah. been there, but you, it, it's still just the act of getting out the house, yeah. the act of speaking to somebody. And it just helps that we're all mums it helps that we have that baseline connection and you kind of just get it because honestly when I do the school run and then I go to work I sometimes sit in the office thinking no one knows here I've had a whole world whole world of a life just to get here and we're just starting our day but we know that to hustle 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 do the school run. you know all that stuff that you have you kind of get that out and I'm sweating
0: yeah you know what I mean and
1: I'm just starting work and everyone else is just like done their commutes and I'm like you're coming job. in a different space <laughs> a whole a whole nother job I've had a whole nother life before yeah. just sitting down at work so just being in that space whatever state you're in whatever head state you're in just yeah. having a cup of coffee yeah with and some grown people yeah bliss. it's just ad.com
0: and basically that's what that's what our logo is our logo is a teapot
1: because, yes you know right that it just, makes sense you know
0: obviously i i'm very british and I, I do love a good cup of tea um but it it is you know a, a cup of tea can change everything it really can, it can. and you it know, can. mental health is, is such a big issue especially maternal mental health um, it's
1: it's so is and obviously know. it's so easy to say this and i'm not i'm not great myself but it's so hard to mother on empty mm everything is difficult yeah do you know what i mean you have no resources to just have a conversation or give the care and attention that they need especially when yeah. you've got young children and kind of the needs are high yeah um so and, yeah just, and, and just taking that moment
0: exactly and, and also there's, there's things that people are still dealing with like endometriosis like yes. you know pms like you know there's, yes. there's so many other issues that women have to deal with on top mm. of being a mother and mm-hmm. a job and mm-hmm. a household and mm-hmm. a, you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's just a lot and i think just being able to sit down for an hour
1: is a is haven talk. it's yeah. it's huge so yeah oh so what's <coughs> next for mama haven what have you got coming up throughout the year so we've, we've been really
0: looking at varying our calendar and and trying to you know reach out to mums who are doing well so they can come and support Um, a cohort or become a mentor. Lovely. Um, So that's why on the 4th of July, we're going to be um, hosting a women in business breakfast um, in collaboration with West London Chambers at the Bush Theatre. And we're hoping, you know, women who are working in, you know, different fields can come and network and just, you know, get to know each other and see Fabulous. how they can support us, and and how they can, you know, get to understand what Mama Hayward is about, and what it we want it to be a movement more than anything.
1: Fabulous. And this is something that you plan to do continuously, like throughout the year. These, this um, so yeah, collaboration.
0: That's the plan. Is the, the collaboration will be with West London Chambers, and we're hoping that we can move it to different venues. We have an offer for a venue in the autumn and we really just want to sort of build this community of 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 women who who can help other women you know it it, it doesn't have to be as oh oh I, I could do something more but actually you can do something more
1: okay. actually just
0: having a cup of tea or even just i know when you're chief exec of a company or when you're you know managing director just actually saying hello and good morning to the cleaner or you know the administrator you know, just actually treating them as if they're human beings. it makes a massive difference Totally. it really
1: does and we've all been there and honestly as as I'm sure you've lived a life you know none of that none of none of that is that far removed from any of us you know we're we're all um we're all so interconnected that that could be any of us at any point, so yeah, it exactly. is always nice to in, show and you also and never know yeah.
0: whatever anyone's going through. And totally. I think, you know, that, that's, you know, what everyone says, be kind. But literally, that's all you have to do is be kind. It, it doesn't cost anything. It's free. Mm. And, I, and yeah. I find it strange how, how people find that so difficult. I know. Um, but we're hoping that, you know, I'm not trying to change anyone's mindset or change how anyone is. Uh, I'm just trying to show what can happen when you are kind. That's all.
1: Beautiful. And where can we follow and find out about everything Mama Haven? Uh, so we've got our website, uh,
0: org, and then uh, we are on Instagram at Mama Haven UK. Um and we're hoping that, you know, this is just the start, really. Uh, we're, we're, we're just sort of trying to do what we can in the borough that we're in, in Hamsworth and Fulham, um, and then we're hoping that we can start to branch out into to other boroughs and then hopefully nationally, because I think this conversation uh, can be anywhere.
1: That's it, and we need to keep on having it. Thank 100%. you so much, Elise, for everything you're doing, and um, everything at Mama Haven and everyone that you know supports and um, helps you to do what you do. So please come back into the podcast and let us know everything else you're up to. But yeah, thanks so much for your time.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Dope Black Mums.
1: If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.